It's the Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by ANZ Home Loans for financial well-beings. And welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Breakfast, available on iHeartRadio every morning and also on Spotify and Apple. And wherever you get your podcast from, we are on all of them. Wednesday morning is back with us. It is the 12th day for October for 2022. And coming up, we're looking at mortgages and the affordability factor with Vaughan. Are first home buyers putting themselves under the pump too much to get into the market? We'll find out more about that in just a moment. PropTrack's September home price index is out. It shows that home prices have slipped by 3.3% nationally since their peak in March of this year. Of the 88 regions in Australia, 77 have seen property price declines. The Barossa, York, Mid-North region and regional South Australia and the Mackay, Isaac, Whitsunday in regional Queensland are among the areas that are still experiencing price growth. PropTrack September Home Price Index also tells us homes in West and Northwest in regional Tasmania and Central West in regional New South Wales are also at new price peaks. While home prices are genuinely falling, they say, across the country, they are still a lot higher than pre-pandemic times and demand for more affordable regions have resulted in regional areas doing Doing better than capital city areas in 2022. And this is also interesting. When comparing current home prices to their respective peaks, prices in the regions have only fallen by 1.4% on average, while capital city prices have fallen by 3.7%. And there's some takeaway in that. Informing you every morning from 6.30, seven days a week on The Real Estate Breakfast. And let's have a look at your birthday calls today. If you are celebrating today for October the 12th, have a fantastic Wednesday. Marion Jones, you remember her? She was the American sprinter. She's retired now. She's on the birthday call. She is turning 46. And our very own Hugh Jackman, he is on the birthday calls and turning 53 today. And from the history books, uh, we go back to 1999. It was the day of the sixth billionth living human in the world that was born on this day back in 1999. Where are we now? Well, it's 2022 and we are a shade just a shade under 8 billion. We talk with leading property commentators with analysis, predictions, forecasts, and what's trending every morning from 6.30. It's the Main Centre Forecast with PRD, selling smarter every day. And checking on your weather around Australia. First, we go to Sydney. Good morning to you. Expect a little bit of cloud cover, but it should be mainly dry today. 21 is your forecast high. Showers developing, unfortunately for you in Melbourne. 21 is your forecast top. It's going to be a mainly dry day in Brisbane. Little bit of cloud, 24. And in Perth today, mainly dry and fine with 21 degrees. 
It's your weekday real estate breakfast with news, interviews and predictions every morning on the Real Estate Podcast. Well, we talked last week about the changing fate of the first home buyer because of the shifting tide around just how much they can borrow because of the rising interest rates. Plus, buyers are much less likely to want to loan the full maximum right now because of the current market situation. And of course, last week, the RBA raised the cash rate by 25 basis points, raising once again the amount of repayments for lenders. And remember, last year's money was cheaper to borrow, and that just isn't the case now. People are taking a much more cautious approach. So let's welcome into the Real Estate Breakfast this morning, Vaughan Clark from Clark Finance in Melbourne there. And a very good morning to you, Vaughan. And welcome to the Real Estate Breakfast. Good morning, Craig, and uh, good morning, listeners. So is that a fair representation of what you're seeing and dealing with there in Melbourne? Buyers not pushing themselves to that full maximum, I guess, out of fear? Certainly, Craig. Yes, we work with our buyers because we're concerned that if they go to their maximum loan amount and then successful at buying a property one or two months down the track the bank may reassess their circumstances and they can no longer borrow the money required. So we're now recommending that first-time buyers need to build in around forty dollars to $50,000 below their capacity to ensure that they meet any changes in assessment rates due to rate increases. Yeah, and we've now had these uh, six rate rises. How many people that you're dealing with after rate rise number five said, look, maybe I can handle another one rate rise in terms of what's happening in the market, but after that, I'm probably out. Yes, Craig, there's a lot of people now very concerned about their ability to make repayments. We've been working with a number of our first-home buyers who are now considering moving back home and renting their properties out just to allow them to afford the increase in uh, repayments. Um, It is quite a a concern, and I think people are really, really now have underestimated what their repayments uh, would be in the cost of uh, moving out of home. And just looking at the risk factor, even if they can satisfy the banks with the stress test and can borrow full maximum, I mean, this is something that you've got to be dealing with, right? What sort of exposure in risk are they potentially facing if they are taking out that full maximum of a loan? Well, the the risk is at the purchase point. Our concern is that agents are still looking for unconditional offers on properties. And if a first home buyer gets caught into that and makes an unconditional offer and the loan's reassessed, they may no longer qualify for the loan, which puts them at risk of losing their deposit. So we're very much in saying to our first home buyers, you must have a finance clause. Finance clauses are now almost required for every first home buyer's contract to sale to ensure that they are assessed and can still meet the loan required to satisfy that purchase. Yeah, and just coming back to that point that you make about losing a deposit, have you been in that situation with a client where they've actually lost the deposit? Um, no, we haven't. We haven't experienced that. And that's partly because we, we work very closely with our first-time buyers about educating them on the process of purchasing and the risks associated with borrowing up to the capacity. We make sure they understand the difference between borrowing capacity and their purchasing capacity to ensure that they make a sensible decision when purchasing their first home. 
Yeah, and talking about those maximum loans, the loans that were taken out at 5% deposit as part of the government first home buyers scheme, how problematic are those loans that you have first-hand knowledge about? And I guess moving forward with people looking to take out those types of loans. The program itself is a good program if people are comfortable with their positions and affordability and their jobs. If they feel uncomfortable with their employment or their ability to continue to earn the income required, then they are at a risk with property prices dropping. They could be in a situation of a negative equity position if they are forced to to resell that home. So again, we make sure our first-time buyers are aware of all of those risks to ensure that they, if they move into that program, then they need to understand it's a long-term position they need to take before they have genuine equity in that property. Yeah, and presumably these are more single income borrowers on that 5% deposit. You know, this, the whole safety net of two incomes just isn't there for somebody that's operating on their own. In other words, they lose their job or something else goes wrong, something else goes haywire, and that stress level is really elevated tenfold. Absolutely. Single people really need to do their research, be comfortable about this position, ensure that they don't have other debt positions that may include having paid off their HECs, ensure that they've got no other credit card liabilities, including afterpay and, and zip pay. So it's very important for a single person to be aware of the challenges in high, in you know, I suppose in a growing interest rate. We again sit down and work through them that so they totally understand the risk because it is a situation where if they are forced to sell, they could be in a negative equity position. And just lastly, before I let you go there, Vaughan, some of the questions last year that you would have been dealing with from borrowers, those questions are very much different in 2022 with the sort of problems and roadblocks that people are facing as they take out these mortgages. So, you know, it's a completely different landscape. Oh, absolutely, Craig. Last year, it was a fear of missing out. Now, it's a fear of what do I do? Is interest rates going to get up to that 14 or 15% that my parents paid? What's going to happen if rates go up to 6 or 7%? There, there's a lot of questions now about their affordability. So we spent a lot of time having to make sure people understand what could happen and get people to look at their situations at 6 or 7% interest rates to ensure that they are comfortable with those repayment levels because you know, it is a big concern now that rates could become to a point where people's are under mortgage stress. All right, so we'll leave it there. Uh, I guess uh, good luck navigating through all of that. And Vaughan, thank you for coming on to the Real Estate Podcast this morning. My pleasure, Craig. Thank you. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia. The Real Estate Podcast.